Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers is being lowered. Once a neck, always a neck. Welcome to another episode of the Nick Ish Podcast. I am not Mo. He, uh, surprisingly, he got COVID for a fourth time. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's just, it's just uh, not being here. Um, not much to talk about, but also a little bit to talk about at the same time. You know what I mean? Some, uh, the rumor mill blew up yesterday, right, Faiz? But before we get to that, how you doing, bro? Um, uh, I'm getting impatient, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I need this deal to go through. Like, it feels like it feels like it's kind of inevitable. But, you know, as a Knicks fan, I don't really want to jinx it. But at the same time, it's like, when's this going to happen? Like, it feels like this is this is a move where I feel like even the rest of the NBA kind of needs stuff to happen with this to, to continue on with their lives. And it's kind of it kind of sucks being in limbo. So. I'm, I'm getting impatient. <laughs> Bro, I'll feel you. And, like, I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just my attention span. It's just garbage now. But I remember a decade ago, it was the mellow shit. That saga went, like, months. You know what I mean? The Shams reported this time with Donnie came out on, was it 15th, 14th It's barely July? been two weeks. Yeah, barely been two weeks. But why I feel like it's been longer. <laughs> you know, the social media age has destroyed our attention spans, bro. <laughs> I will say it probably does feel longer because this is something that basically Leon Rose was kind of brought on to do the CAA ties, the New York ties. So it does feel inevitable. It's just that I guess we never expected the report to come out as soon as it did. So now that it did, it's like, let's right. get it on with. Like, it almost felt like it was going to happen immediately because I feel right. like we was all on the same page. So like Don, Donald Mitchell, he still got like three years left on his contract. We didn't think he'd be available and then this shit happens. But right. um. So that was all right. So we could just start off with that. So the Donnie news yesterday, I think it was from the Athletic, right? Um, Shams, maybe, if you want to attribute it correctly. He was saying um, the negotiations negotiations have been moving slow, and multiple teams have inquired about Donovan Mitchell. And you know, before we even get into the feelings, some of these teams mentioned, I think it was like what Atlanta, Sacramento, Washington, on top of New York, Miami, and um, Toronto as well. Toronto, and I think that was it. It was like six, seven, eight. Something but basically, like half the league showed up in this report. So, what, what what was your immediate take after seeing that from Shams? Like, were you kind of like one of these Knicks fans that were like just went straight to pessimism and was just like, "Yo, Leon fucking up again. Like, what's going on? We about to lose Donnie?" Or how did you read that report that came out yesterday? Well, you, you got to read the report like and see it for what it is. It's it's they didn't say that these guys are in the running for it. They've just called and inquired, and we know how this league works. Like a call and inquiry isn't isn't much. It's just like, hey, we want to know what the deal is on the situation. Like, hey, is the New York deal making any progress? If it's not, we kind of want to hop in too. And you have to remember to make sure to read that. Sham specifically said that New York is still in the lead amongst all these teams. So I, I wouldn't call it pessimism. It was just more like I felt. I would say kind of skeptical that there's even mm-hmm. these teams like, yeah, sure. I believe that they've dropped in, made a phone call or something, but I don't really feel like they're actually in the running. Like, again, we've talked about this a few times where none of these teams can really match the offer that New York has in terms of draft capital. That's what the jazz is mostly looking for. But yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, 
I wasn't necessarily upset by it. I wasn't necessarily moved by it. I thought it was just an interesting tidbit. The other news that we'll touch on later was much more interesting to me, which because I feel like it has implications. We, we, we get to that. We'll we touch get on to that. that, yeah. But, like, real quick, I feel you on the skeptical thing when it comes to that report because I read it immediately as, like, all right, Danny Ainge is getting desperate. You know what I mean, right, he's in a right. staring contest with Leon. He's going to put this smoke screen out here, try to drive up the price. And that's basically what the reporters around the situation have been saying. That, like, it's really a stalemate. Like, the Knicks know that they can offer the most. Jazz, the Utah Jazz and Danny Ainge know that the Knicks can offer the most of all the interested parties. And it's really just like a chess match going on between both parties right now, right? So when I saw that report, I was like, well, first of all, like, Atlanta just – traded like three picks for DeJounte right. Murray. I doubt they want to bring in Donald Mitchell. And if they're in the mood to make another trade, I figured they should more so lean towards KD. But regardless, like when you see that list and like, I think at first Danny Ainge is relying on like the shock value of like seeing all these teams related, like connected to Donald Mitchell after weeks of us, of us only being the ones, you know, linked to him. I think that's what he was counting on. But like when you really go through the list and parse it, it's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the Wizards got nothing to offer, and I don't think why I don't see why Donovan Mitchell want to go there. Atlanta, we just touched down. Sacramento, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, let them deal with Davion Mitchell before they get into the Donovan Mitchell talks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I mean, I think it's bullshit. And right now, it's just a waiting game, right? Um, anything else you got on the on the on this uh? quite frankly bullshit rumor or like we ready like to move anything, on to the bombshell i feel like if anything this is just tying a bow on these rumors i feel like this might be the last rumor we see because danny Ainge is basically trying to like hold on to the last piece of leverage he can before mm. he's like oh okay like there's nothing better than this next deal like we we did our due diligence let's let's accept the deal for right. what it is i mean going off that and like i'm gonna just have to ask you flat out now so you're thinking like this is like the last quote-unquote smoke screen and then the deal happens so are you anticipating the deal happening soon now or you know? i mean training camp is going to start within the next like next month i want to say like at least at right before training camp starts or right at the beginning of training camp i, I want to say they get the deal done because like again it feels inevitable and like it only benefits the teams like the jazz want to give their new coach an opportunity to have a team without donovan mitchell give them the best opportunity to tank and yeah, I, I feel like yes. I, I personally feel like this is the last smoke screen, but you know, we're not. You never know. Not, we never know. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't got sources. You know, sources is just my my friend Nafi over here. You know, so <laughs> we're each other's source. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, so it's just me, like just intuition and whatnot. But I, I have a feeling that this might be the last that we're hearing of this. People are getting tired of it too. <laughs> no, nah, hopefully, bro. The like, fatigue like said, is settling in. You know. Yeah, like, like I said, at the top, bro. The social media age has pretty much made any kind of like situation like this just they drag on if it goes right. more than a week or two it feels like forever you know what i mean and that's like, even to consider the ben simmons thing it didn't even technically go on a year like i know yeah. that it felt like a long time but consider it like it didn't thing go is, on that, that shit long. felt forever that shit felt like decades and it did take a couple months you know what i mean he sat it out did. like the whole season you know what i mean and like right. i just would hate like i love I, I'm, I'm all for training for donnie mitchell with what's been discussed you know what i mean but like i would hate for it that shit to hang over the team you know what i mean like during the season especially right. until the trade deadline i would i wouldn't want that and that's just me being selfishly like you know what i mean impatient like i just want it now no you know same I mean? same same you don't want jalen brunson to have to deal with all those questions of nonstop new york media especially now that they're feeling petty because they didn't yeah. get to ask him rain on his parade so you don't want to deal with any of that you don't want that in in the mix with your locker room guys and whatnot but I think I think this is it, and I don't want to even give it more attention. Let's let's move on to the the bombshell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, it's a bombshell. I'd say it's a bombshell. So the team that just lost the NBA Finals to Boston Celtics, which again, fuck Boston. Rumor came out yesterday, a report came out yesterday that they had already discussed a framework of a deal for Kevin Durant of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. right? And it, the framework was Jalen Brown, possibly Marcus Smart for KD. I, I think they asked for Marcus pieces. Smart. I think the Celtics offered Derek White, um, uh, Derek White, Jalen Brown, and a pick, and then the the Nets counter offered. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think I, Smart. I, yeah, Smart was like the sticking point. Regardless, the main thing that kind of blew up Twitter and like Jalen Brown himself didn't help the situation. He you know what I mean? Yo, this, SMH, this the SMH people with the SMH, like that, the SMH, and then just like these players just putting eyeball emojis for anything and everything. <laughs> pissing me off, bro. Well, I feel like an old head. Like, where was this in the 90s? Like, fuck this. <laughs> but that happened. You know what I mean? So apparently that, you know, lends credibility to that report, right? Jalen didn't seem upset. And it seems like KD for Jalen is either about to happen or was very close to happening. So what's your immediate takeaway after, after seeing that news? I mean, my immediate takeaway was definitely a shock because I thought after all this, like, you know, all season we bashed Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and they really got it going on and they made the NBA finals where at at certain points, Jalen Brown, to be fair, looked like the best player on the floor, like on the Celtics, like Jason Tatum at some certain points in the finals was like falling off and Jalen Brown really took over. So it was, it was a surprise to me to see that they were so eager to get rid of it, but get rid of Jalen Brown, but I get it. You know, it's Katie, you know, you want to win a championship. You're going to like take that opportunity, but you know, the Celtics being the ones who took the nets out firsthand, I really didn't expect them to be like getting themselves dirty in the mud. I do feel bad for, for Brad Stevens and whatnot. Cause <laughs> I personally feel like it's uh it's the Nets trying to toy with, with the Celtics. So I do believe that there was like a framework of a deal being discussed, but I think the Nets are looking at it like, Hey, this is our rival. Let's say Katie and Kyrie decide they stay. Why not throw a little bomb in our in the mm. the, the, the rival team? Because think about it, two two playoff seasons ago, the Nets take out the Celtics. This year, the Celtics take out the Nets. Like they got something going on here, you know, especially with the Jason Tatum trade, like a, a bunch of stuff. So I feel like the Nets are trying to fuck with the Celtics, but I do also think the Celtics genuinely have interest in mm. in Kevin Durant and moving Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as they should, because Pardon me, I saw a pushback towards that idea. And to me, and this is me obviously not a Celtics fan or a Nets fan, but if I was like speaking on the Celtics side, there's no basketball reason not to do that trade. You know what I mean? It's purely sentimental, at least to me. And I kind of dig what you're saying. Like, it would make sense. Sean Marks, who knows? All these executives could be petty at heart, and that could just be game of thrones shit, you know? Like, exactly. And it, to be honest, another, you know, quote unquote division rival like Toronto Raptors were mentioned early on in the process, right? So maybe this is just Mark trying to create a bidding war between two division rival teams, you know what I mean? But as far as just like the whole idea of swapping Jalen for KD, um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I mean, I just said, like, I'd do it right away. And I just don't, I feel like you got to look at it as like, KD is one of the fucking best players of all time, right? I get the age, 33 going on 34, and I'm just, cracking arthritis of the Achilles jokes for multiple episodes in the past. So, you know what I mean? This is not me going back on that, but with KD, it's like you get him, you're instantly a contender when you got I mean, they're already a contender, but you get him, it's an upgrade by far. And like he fulfills kind of the at least to me, shortcomings that Jalen had. I think Jalen, production-wise, he did step up, but a lot of that I feel like uh, we had touched on it before was because Tatum was drawing a lot of attention from the defense, right? And I feel like Jalen's numbers in that regard were good, but I feel like KD could feast like that. 
You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, KD played off of uh, Steph and Golden State, and, he, you know what I mean, he was cooking. And I think just if Boston's trying to win a ring, especially just given the fact that Tatum's already on his max deal and now it's like the official countdown until he wants to get the fuck out of there, this makes sense to me. But I don't know how you feel. Like, you agree with that, or do you think it's like more of a hard choice for Boston? It's a little bit of a harder choice. I I, I understand. Uh, definitely think that if you do add KD to the team, like there's a chance that Boston doesn't even make the finals again next year with this team as currently constructed. Yeah, they're they're definitely a favorite, but there's a chance they don't make it. But you add KD to that team, I would say they're almost a clear favorite to, to make it at least out of the East. So I, I, I agree with the sentiment that you have there, but I guess it's like the long-term game is in like Jalen Brown's a young guy, two-way player. You know, he's shown that he can play on this on this big stage. So I, I understand where Boston fans are coming from and what you're saying in terms of sentimental value. And I do also understand that KD's only played about like 60, a little less than 60% of games. And mm. I know that's a regular season problem. And I'm kind of contradicting myself where like the Boston Celtics can afford to take on that KD load where maybe another team might not be able to deal with KD only playing 60% of the games. But that's still a factor. You know, these, these things are all factors. And I feel like if they had done something with that Jalen Brown, Derek White deal, I would have felt better. But it feels like every time I feel good about a Nets deal where I'm like, okay, like this seems like a reasonable deal. They're just like, no, let me also add Anthony Edwards and four picks and this. And, you know, like I know Katie is definitely that generational talent, but I feel like they're not under, like he, he's not playing that many games, you know, like he's still, a, he's still a injured dude and shit. So I get the concern, but I also, like, I get both sides of it. But right, right. I'm I'm a little hesitant. I, I you stand in the middle of the fence, bro. Hop off that fence. Either jump backwards <laughs> or just like do a swan dive forward, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Which all right? Let me play, play. Let's say you're Brad Stevens. You know what I mean? You you look like you work at Deloitte, but you're really a president of basketball <laughs> operations. You know what I mean? Are you doing? Uh, let's say the deal that was just floated. Um, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and whatever extras for KD. Let's say that's the basic framework. Would you do that? Sheesh, man. Honestly, I think I think you got to do it. I think at the end of the day, you have to do it because, like, it's your it's what you said. Like, KD is he like even off this Achilles injury, we've never seen a player like this where he's like still one of the top five players in the NBA. And like, how do you not add that to a guy like Tatum? You know what right. I mean? Like, it's it, you you clearly upgrade Jalen Brown to KD. That's not even a question. And you can always take a, a defensive bump down it's just the offense is where it gets real yeah, crazy it could be so. god level bro you know what i mean yeah, that, that team would be insane so. i low-key if it's like jalen for marcus for kd me personally this might sound crazy i'm i'd almost hesitate more to include marcus in that deal than jalen because right 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 you don't you want to give something to get lose. something right yeah right. you gotta give something to get something but like i think what marcus smart brings and this kind of goes i might be speaking out both sides of my mouth but it's not a sentimental thing, but I do 100% believe in, like, the idea of culture and locker room guys and leadership. He, he's and been there the longest. He's been there before exactly. Taylor He's Brown. that guy for him. You know what I mean? He's, like, the heart and soul, quote-unquote. So, like, with that being said, that's why I would hesitate. But, you know what I mean? If it comes down to it, I'm doing that deal. Like, but I, also, I, I, like, I don't get where the Nets are coming in with this deal because, like, obviously, if you're getting Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, like, you're not going to get any picks. Like, you're not going to get a lot of picks out of it, maybe, like, one or two picks. Like, that, that this isn't going to be a pick-heavy deal. And I know the Nets are trying to compete because they don't own most of their picks. The, the Rockets own them. But, like, I would assume they wanted to get some picks as well in the mm. process. But, I mean, I, I also do get, you know, J it's Jalen Brown. But, hey, two years of Jalen Brown. He, he yeah, finishes yeah. his contract up by 2024. So, 
I get why the Celtics are kind of trying to offload him before that happens. At, but like you know, it's it's a, it was a weird deal. I just didn't see it coming, to be honest. That's yeah, why I thought it was sure. like a bombshell, like right. And like I think so. My thing is like the two year thing is a good point you just brought up because it's almost like you got to see it as like all right, do we want four years of KD and more higher chance of the ring, or two years of Jalen Brown and he's out of here? You know what I mean? Like so, I don't know. I mean, there's a high chance that Jalen could stay. We've seen players refuse to turn down those big money extensions so i feel like if two years if jalen's still in boston and they offer him that he'll take it yeah. but you got to see it as like okay yeah jalen brown's younger but within these two years that we have brown on the contract will kd give us a better chance for a ring and i think that's undoubtedly so you know what i mean um but yeah enough about boston fuck them um i think we wanted to was there any other rumors or not right it was i think though that was the main rumor that main dropped things, right? it, was, it, was, it was shabs dropping those Yo, We've been hungry, like, man. We've been hungry for these rumors. Right? <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain. I guess, yeah, you know, um, so since it is the dog is the summer, obviously, we're trying to, like, reach for shit to talk about. I think one of the exercises we wanted to do is, like, kind of look at the contenders in the NBA and kind of check in on what they did in the summer and, I guess, how we, you know, us non-experts here project them to do well next season, right? And I think we wanted to start, like, let's do the four conference finals uh, teams. So we had just hit on Boston, so I guess that's a good natural like starting off point for this exercise. But let's say they don't do this KD deal, and their summer is just you know everybody's brought back, but they also added Malcolm Brogdon. You know what I mean? Um, Gallo. Gallo, yeah. And then I think that's it. Yeah. I think those are the two main. Yeah, let's say like they're going into the next season with like that roster as is right now. Um, is another finals appearance, you know what I mean, in, in, in their future? Or what, what do you just make of the, what Boston will look like this season? So we, we just touched on this with the KD thing in terms of like him only playing 60% of the games. Brogdon is like in a similar position where he's only playing about 60 to 75% of the games. But again, the Celtics are a team that can afford to, to take that, that chance because they didn't really lose any depth to add Malcolm Brogdon and they signed Gallo off, off the waivers, basically. Like they just signed him after the Spurs let him go. So they didn't, they didn't lose anything to get better. So I, I think, um, I think they stay about the same. I can't remember exactly what seed would they were. Were they like second, second or third? I, I can't That's remember. Right. But, but I, I think that <laughs> I think they're definitely confirmed to stay in that top four seeding. But I could see them being at least one or two in in, mm. in this situation because I feel like I liked their improvements the most out of that that top four team. I know it's like a preview, but we've been saying like the top four Eastern Conference teams probably will be. Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, and Philly. And out of those teams, I feel like, if anything, Boston had the most dramatic increase and then maybe like Philly by adding P.J. Tucker. Miami mm. has stayed put. They haven't done anything at all. And uh, Milwaukee more or less has stayed put. So I would say those two teams added to their team. That's why I would just put them a little bit Thank higher. What, what about you? Um, I mean – you kind of led me to a question and before we move on to the next team, which is obviously the other Eastern Conference final team. But like, so it sounds like if if I'm hearing you correctly, you think Boston has increased their chances, even if they don't get KD, you think they increase their chances of like representing the East in the finals again? Or I, I want to say, yeah, because like a huge problem they had was um, like not having another point guard besides Marcus Smart. Remember Marcus Smart, I wouldn't even consider a full on point guard. Like right. he, he is a point guard and has got much better with passing, but a healthy Brogdon gives you the defense, gives you the shooting, gives you the playmaking, like a little bit of everything. And hey, man, Gallo, we saw it firsthand against the Knicks in, in the playoffs. Like he's old, but 
he can contribute a lot. You know, he can still contribute a lot to this team. So I really feel like they made the nicest additions in terms of you got pieces you actually want, but they actually also fit on their roster. That's the only reason I'm like leaning towards them. Like Philly, they made a good move out of PJ Tucker, but I'm not convinced, but I still like the move. You know, it's still a good move. You get a full year of James Harden and whatnot, but yeah, I do feel like Boston pushed themselves out. Yeah. Out, out of the pack compared to the rest, barring any big move, like Donovan, uh, like Katie going to the heat or some shit, you know, right, like, right. I'm inclined to agree. I don't want to, because my personal opinion was, is like a middle two was healthy. I think, Milwaukee would have represented the Eastern Finals, and I think they had a better disagree. chance of being Golden State because I, you know, what I mean, but that's neither here nor there. But my thinking with Boston is, I think, you know, it's tough to predict health at all with any contenders, but I definitely do think Milwaukee will be the team representing the East. So in regards to Boston, I think they got better, but I don't think I'll see them in back in the finals again unless they get KD. And I echo everything you said about Brogdon, especially just because like we saw it in the finals, like their offenses would just get so sloppy during the most crucial crunch a lot time of turnovers moments. yep yep so just having like a steady hand like brogdon who isn't the purest of point guards but he fancies himself as point guard he likes driving to the rim he can shoot can pass he's he's got size i mean he's a starter on most other teams that's your quote-unquote backup you know exactly that's, that's right so he's basically like... the super six man and then you got Derek white who i thought was a great like uh, right, acquisition right. last season um it almost feels like i don't know it's like and then Gallo. Gallo, I feel like he could just fill in with Daniel Tyson, except with better shooting, even though he can't move, period. But I don't know. I just almost feel like looking at the roster, it's like they're almost at as the, the peak potential of what they could get out of this current roster. You know what I mean? And that's why I could see Brad Stevens being like, yo, I've been here since 2013. I've coached. Now I'm president. Jason Tatum is no longer 19. I think I should, I should get KD. You know what I mean? Right. So, Push your chips in, into the yeah. middle of the table. So it's interesting, but I definitely do think agree with you they did get better now I what mean, about a, another reason to get kd my bad is because like you you basically eliminate another opposition you know exactly. like you don't have you don't have to worry about the nets anymore you get kd on your team so i mean let's be honest that opposition boss uh brooklyn was gonna get destroyed regardless <laughs> we dance on their graves at least twice well, i mean time. if you're a celtics fan why not use the dagger yourself you know right, like, two birds one stone we got yeah. better and brooklyn is garbage now i, I love it i dig the and, and with the depth that you acquired with brogdon and gallo you're not as worried about losing jalen brown and honestly even marcus smart like now that we're talking right. about it like you kind of actually filled their exact roles like you're feeling not with exact perfect but you know you got yeah he's right gonna there. take over on the wing and then you got like like we just said brogdon Derek white those are combo guards that could kind of fill in that uh, Marcus, Marcus Marlowe. Marlowe. and the guy, what's his face? Um, white boy, Prane Pritchard. You know what I mean, Pritchard. he's like a nice he's solid, yeah, solid. That's a nice three guard, like kind of like a, a trio right there. You know what I mean? Lineup you got there if you were to get rid of Marcus and Jaden or Jalen. Um, all right, kind of I already mentioned them, but Milwaukee, right? Um, the other East Conference Finals teams, um, uh, team before we move on to the West, but what are you making them? Because I know they didn't do much other than like they brought back Bobby Portis and. I think that's about it, right? They really just—I think they—they they fucking uh, signed Giannis's other brother, his fourth brother, to their G League team. So, you know what I mean, I don't see anybody complaining about nepotism with them. But you know, it's always the next, right? But what do you make of Milwaukee? And do you kind of share that same opinion that I got that like they're more likely to represent the East next year uh, over Boston in the finals? So I feel like uh, Milwaukee's kind of treading waters, like calm waters. They—they they haven't really like jumped jumped over or anything but they're, they're still with where they are but you know when you have 
a two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP, MVP defensive player of the year type guy on your team with Giannis, like, what else do you need? Do you really need to upgrade the roster? Like, if we get uh, another Giannis-dominant performance, possibly an MVP year because this guy's in his prime, like, yeah, I, I definitely do see a world where they could represent the East because – Personally, I, I share the same sentiment as you where if Chris Middleton was healthy, I believe right now the Milwaukee Bucks would be in the finals. And I honestly think they would have won an NBA championship. I think they would be much more ta- – with the healthy Chris Middleton, they would have been more tailored to, to beating the, the Golden State Warriors who had a problem already facing the Celtics, you know. So um, I, I just I, – again, I like the Celtics moves more. I'm always inclined to, like, go with the upgrade as opposed to just trusting that – players who are already good are going to get better you know like they're already where they are so unless we see a jump from these guys but you know we also did see drew holiday getting steady playing a little better so i like i like the milwaukee team i'm I'm not trying to like discount them or count them out or anything but call it recency bias that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say call it recency bias like i respect that but almost i don't know I, i grew up like I'm a Knicks fan, obviously, but like I fuck with those Detroit Pistons teams mad years ago when it was Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. They always would run it back and they would always dominate. I'm almost want to put Milwaukee in that same like uh, like tier of just like if we get if we have our big three every year we're contenders. They, they were robbed of a healthy playoff year last year, so they didn't exactly. even get to quote unquote run it back. Like right, and like with that being said, I just feel like maybe not doing much was the best move for them. Right, I almost right. feel like especially after they won a title, I would probably be doing a complete 180 if they didn't win that championship was it like last year 2021 right if they didn't win that i would be like this year just being like yo they need to do whatever it takes to upgrade you know what i mean through all there was a nice you, yeah. trade but you got to upgrade off middleton yada 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 now i think they made the right choice and i just feel like Giannis they want the chip they're, they're chilling like they're not yeah it almost feels like for me and like why i'm so high on them is like Giannis is almost at that lebron stage where i just will not doubt his improvement i think mm-hmm. if there's anything for him to improve on he's almost there to the point where i think he'll get there like every year he's gonna get if not incrementally better then vastly better you know what i mean and he's already got like a hall of fame resume right but i mean this year himself this itself like he he improved the jumper tremendously like he I remember, like, beginning of the year, we saw Giannis taking jumpers, and we we're like, whoa, like, if this is the Giannis we're seeing, and I'm I'm inclined to agree with you where he is, like, that LeBron type of player where every year he's improving on a skill. He does not slack. Crazy, and, you know, he's losing last there. year to the Celtics, it definitely hurt him, and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a guy who wants to win, Matt. Heart of a champion type of guy, so. So, last thing before we move on to the Western Conference side of things, but, like, with Milwaukee, let's say, you know, if they don't make any more moves and they run it back, and then they fall short again next season. Well, let's say they fall short in the Western Conference, or not Western, the, the Eastern Conference Finals again. A year from now, fast forward a year, would you break up that big three, that trio, the Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton? Would you try to do something radical? You know what I mean? Try to get, like, Giannis his, like, a 1A, 1B, as opposed to, like, two Robins? Or just want just to pick your brain before we, like, you know what I mean, talk about the West. But I mean, it depends on the moves that are available, obviously, you know, if they had a chance to get in this KD sweepstakes, obviously I would say you got to do whatever you can to get a player like that. So, uh, I mean, if there's someone available, yeah, I would definitely want to break it up. But I think I think the Bucks are playing with house money right now. Like you mentioned, like they went won that championship, and like ideally, obviously these are these guys are competitors. They want to win another championship, but. I think they're in a position where they can be like, let's just try to retool around this big three and like try to add more borderline pieces. Cause we really like these three guys. 
and then make it work. But if someone is available to them, like, for example, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, like one of these star players become available. Yeah, now you, you got to make the move because you only get a certain window with guys like Giannis. I'm sure he's going to stay a buck for a long time, but you want to make the most out of his prime. You don't want to just let Thanks. it go to waste. All right, so you're not predicting that, like, we're getting our most improved campaign from Grayson Allen, who becomes that fourth <laughs> star. That's not what you're predicting. All right, just making sure. Just making sure. Um, all right, the West. Um, we could talk about the champs, but I'd much rather talk about the team they beat in the Western Conference Finals, so, like a, a team that we're very familiar with just based on what happened this summer, right? Talk about them Dallas Mavericks, bro. I could just sit here and laugh, but I don't, you know what I mean? What, what do you make of, objectively speaking, you could also not be objective, who the fuck cares, but, like, what do you make of Dallas, like their summer and what they put around Luca going into next season, which I think is the first year of his Supermax deal or whatever, right? Like there's an extension yeah. kicking in. So the oh, countdown sure. is officially on. Cubing got like four years to make sure uh, Luca's happy. But yeah, what do you make of their summer and uh, what they look like next season? So if Porzingis was still on that team, you know I'd be laughing my way to the bank. Like I we would still be laugh. We still Joker laugh. We took their backflips. Card, bro. We took their yeah, card. I mean, I, I don't have any animosity towards the Mavs anymore. I'm like, I'm whatever about it. I'm indifferent. But uh, I, I think they really fumbled the bag by not extending Jalen when they had the opportunity. They could have had him for way cheaper. And like, like it's not like Jalen Brunson was ever a scrub. I never understood that. Like he seemed like he was willing to negotiate, willing to be part of the deal, be part of the Mavs. And I don't know if you guys got to hear that JJ Reddick podcast with Jalen Brunson. Mm, like yes, he really shared the sentiment where he thought he was going to be a Mav for life. Like he was excited about that. And they fumbled that bag. And, I don't really see uh, – yeah, they have Luka, so they, they'll definitely be able to, you know, make another Western Conference final run, but I don't see them making the finals anymore. Like, mm. I, that's not something I'm confident finals. about. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know – pulling up to the G League, like, you know what I mean? What the hell? <laughs> G League finals. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see an opportunity like that because people are forgetting that Jalen Brunson was a huge reason that they even won that Jazz Series. While Luka was out, Jalen Brunson took over those duties, so – Luca really lost his his running mate. Like, unless you want to consider Tim Hardaway Jr. his running mate, his one, his Robin. Not Christian Wood. Not a big, not a not a big fan of the Wood. No. Yeah, I mean, Christian he's dropping Wood's, big Wood. <laughs> Christian Wood's a good good addition to the team. Like, definitely keeps them relevant. But I, I don't I don't see even a Western Conference Finals for them. I think they'll have a good regular season performance, but. Christian Wood is not like exciting me in the playoffs. Like I'm not, I'm not hard for Wood, you know. Like <laughs> pause. Not even, not, 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 not even gonna pause that. Just, just let that simmer in the air. How, how you feeling about about the the about the Woodman, the Woodmeister? What, they, what they're, they're they're called the Dallas Knicks now, right? They got like four or five of the New York New York team players. It was way more than that. Is Trey Burke still uh, whatever? <laughs> I mean, I want to take this time to just at least. Because we know the mainstream NBA media is not going to do it because I fucking love Mark Cuban. We saw this motherfucker, was it three years ago? The Dallas Mavericks got exposed for like rampant sexual harassment in their right. organization. You know what I mean? Right. And all these reporters, NBA reporters, mainstream motherfuckers that like could not stop sucking Mark Cuban's dick were silent about it or weren't covering it to the level of like, oh shit, Dolan didn't put a black screen on his fucking IG post during that. You know what I mean? So my thing with that is Mark Cuban is very likable to the media, but they have not been calling his bullshit because I brought it up. May have brought it up on the pod. I don't know. But they haven't paid luxury taxes to 2011. This is a motherfucker. And like the Jalen Brunson thing is an example, but like this is a motherfucker that is almost too smart for his own good. And far be it for me to like clown another a billionaire. But 
literally that's what it is as far as his basketball acumen, right? Like that 2011, y'all maybe don't remember, but like that 2011 team when they won, as opposed to bringing everybody back and trying to run it back, he blew it up because he's like, nah, the Dallas Mavericks now are going to be a free agent destination. They struck out in 12, right. 2013, 2014, all the way to now. Chandler Parsons in one of those years, like a max right? deal. Oh, and, it, and, and Cuban himself, it's like that idea of like outsmarting yourself and then fucking yourself is the Brunson situation in a nutshell for him. You know what I mean? He's Thinking like, that you're going to have him available to you later at a cheaper deal, but then fumbling the bag. Exactly, it's not even that. It's that like they didn't want to extend him because the reporting was that if they did, it had to be at a number they were comfortable with because they wanted to more so extend them to trade them later on. And right. Jalen, you know what I mean? Like, he knows the deal. He's smart. He realizes, like, yo, there's a human element to all this. You can't literally just see me as an asset when I'm right here. He's your second guy, right? So with Dallas, I'm going to agree with you that, like, Luca will carry them in the regular season, but the playoffs, bro, like, I'm not. Unless Luca literally changes his pigmentation to become Michael Jordan himself. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it can happen. I don't know. If he's doing some shit I never he's thought would pretty happen. close, man. He's yeah. probably been the best playoff performer. Well, I mean, he's going to pull up with a baldy. Like, what the, f- the fuck is Luca doing? He's, he's wearing a gold <laughs> chain? How you dunk from the fucking free throw line? All right. Honestly, um, give Luca a hookah on the sideline. He might, he might <laughs> fuck that's around his for 50, 60 points, man. I don't know if you guys heard that tip, like Shaq went to Slovenia, I believe, or something. And Hang out with Luke. He, and Luca yeah. was like, yeah, you go to my town, bro. Bro, Luca had a hookah ready for him. That's what Shaq said. He had a hookah ready for me. Like, that oh, was dying, the... Dying. Yo, imagine it's just like at the end of each quarter, it's just like you see like somebody bringing coal onto the side of the bat, the, the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> sideline. <laughs> Put it on the hookah. Like, yo, let me just change your coal, Luca. It's okay. <laughs> What's Luca's favorite flavor got to be? I know this is like OD, like left You look like a watermelon, dude. That's just, that's just me. I don't know. Watermelon mint. Ah, yeah, there you go. There you go. I don't think he fucks with the mint. I think he's too. He, he's like you know Croatian. He's Eastern Europeans. He's probably like, nah. I'm too manly for some minty shit. You I don't need mean? that minty shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just with Dallas, it's like, I guess they're counting Tim Hardaway as a returning piece, even though he missed like half a season. Christian Wood, you kind of touched on it, but he was like a malcontent and like unwanted by the his last two teams. So maybe playing it with a, a generational okay, yeah. star and Jason Kidd calling him a pussy every day will make him act right. Who knows? But, I will say Jason Kidd's coaching has impressed me much more than I had expected. Good call. People yeah. don't remember that. He Facts. was on the Nets, looked ass on the Nets. He was on the Bucks, looked ass on the Bucks. I think that opportunity with the Lakers as an assistant coach really changed his mind about it and gave him some time to marinate. But he, he, he was fantastic last year nice. on the Mavs. You nice. like you see those clips going around of him, like you know, getting the defense going and whatnot. Like respect, yeah. To it's like like you like it was like a wake up call. Him getting demoted because he's probably just like I'm a Hall of Fame point guard. I played in this league twenty years. Why am I getting fired and demoted to be Frank Vogel's assistant coach? You know what I mean, crazy that to see how much opportunity he's had though. After I feel like other coaches like they just get the boot after something like that. Right? Yeah. Two so, stops in a row, and you're just. I mean, I guess that's what it is right there. Like Dallas's future, at least in the immediate term, it's all on Luca and then Jason Kidd. Jason like Kidd, them right. two, that that that's got to be their Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. You know what I mean, they got to ride that this season because, like, you know what I mean? Like how the Patriots every year, especially towards the latter end of that tenure, it'll be like they get mad scrums, but as long as they had uh, scrubs, they get mad scrubs on the roster, fill it with mad cheap players. But as long as they had Brady and Belichick, they were good, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what Cuban is thinking when he has with fucking uh, Luca. But I almost feel like it's. You know, we'll move on. But like, I think he's such a cheapskate that he's just like, yo, Lucas generational. That means I ain't got to do shit because the team right. could be ass. <laughs> I don't got to spend money and we'll still be decent. I hope this doesn't end up being a stale take later, but I do see the 
Luca's career really like reflecting like Dirk's career where like he's a great player but like they don't do enough if he stays on the Mavs mm-hmm. and they just get that one year where Luca wins and they I could see Luca winning a chip but that's not out of the realm of reality but you know I feel like it's going to be one of those like ragtag teams that like just get it going with like some veterans and whatnot and I don't know it, it's kind of like Dirk is definitely generational one of the mm-hmm. greatest power forwards we've seen sure, but yeah. But what we're seeing Luca do is is beyond that, and it feels so wasteful to see him just kind of just toil around and like kind of only win one chip possibly. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think like Dallas has a ring in their future as long as Luca's on the team. But it's just exactly, like yeah. Cuban is betting that Luca's cut from the same cloth as Dirk, who was loyal and would take pay cuts to help the team build. I think that's a bold fucking bet. bold take. Yeah, with this young Mad generation. Bold. And like, oh, I guess you, you can lean on like Luca LeBron, being man. European or foreign. Maybe that's different. Like maybe he's hoping Luca's like Giannis in that regard. But Luca's nah, favorite bro. player is LeBron, man. He's seen LeBron hop team to team to team, and yep, yep. I'm sure he supported him all the way. This See Luca in a mellow man. jersey, an old picture of Luca in a mellow jersey in the Knicks mellow jersey. So let's not kick off that agenda until like next summer. Luca watch, <laughs> Just give it a year. Luca watch is starting already. Right. <laughs> we'll call it hookah, hookah with Luca. That's the. That's what I'm saying, bro. We going to. Why did I say Croatia? He's from Slovenia. My bad. My I'm bad, Luca. Sure. Yeah, 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 I said Croatia earlier. I say that to say, like, next summer, we're going to Slovenia, bro. Fuck it. You <laughs> know what I mean? We're making that David Fizzo trip. Hey, he hates Porzingis. We hate Porzingis. Like, call me. That's how Luka. we break call the ice, me. bro. Like, yo, that tall, big board, big bird motherfucker that you that had no balls. We hate him, too, bro. Come to New York. You know what I mean? Boom. The enemy Luka. of my enemy is my friend, right? Exactly. Like, yo, you like hookah, bro? Steinway? You St- kidding me? Stiami. <laughs> we got Stiami right here. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. Mavs are in the gutter. Um, yeah, I guess we're ready to talk about. Did we hit all? We hit four teams. We hit yeah, three teams, right? Our last on one, the defending the champion. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I guess they lost Gary Payton, right? Uh, they brought right. Kevon Looney back. They lost Otto Porter, Juan Toscano, and all right. Oh, sheesh, they did end up. Yeah, a couple, a couple of these role players, right? But I guess my immediate <laughs> takeaway before I throw back to you is just like I. Don't really care. <laughs> like I don't care. They <laughs> lost these guys. Yeah, they got. They'll staff, find another one. It's a right? form system. They'll they'll find someone else to replace. It's not even them. that. It's just like yo, they have mad lottery picks that didn't get any playtime. Oh last right. Year. Oh, what's his face? Um. Well, Wiseman didn't play at all. Wiseman, Kuminga, uh, Moody, Kuminga, Kuminga, Moody, Moody's, Moody's nice, right, right. Fourteenth, I think Kuminga got picked like seven. And Wiseman was like what two? And we talk about like on the Knicks side, we want our G League youth like McBride to get playing time. You know what I mean? Like Golden State, their plan is. They got clowned for it, but now they can't be clowned anymore, right? There were people who were just like, you're just trading all the young players for like Pascal Siakam or some shit, right? Go win now. They won a ring and they got all their youth. You know what I mean? So I think they're counting on with losing these role players for these young kids to step in, you know what I mean? And kind of at least provide 75 to 80% what these veterans did. And I guess in the regular season it could work, but I almost worry about them in the playoffs. So I could also see Golden State, you know what I mean, being one of them teams, those contenders that always get like those buyout veterans. And then like, you know what I mean? We see like, oh, fucking Lamarcus Aldridge got bought out. How the fuck did he go to Brooklyn? You know what I mean? Like that I feel like Golden State is gonna be on the lookout for those. But that being chasers. said, yeah. With that being said, I'm not that worried about them. I definitely think they're gonna be back in the hunt. But what about you with any kind of diverging takes or any kind of like I don't know, points about Golden State you want to get off? Nothing really special, but I, I do want to remind people that they were also in that Kevin Durant sweepstakes. So watch KD, uh, watch the Golden State Warriors as like a team that could 
at any minute pick up a superstar. They have the pedigree of like being the Golden State Warriors, the Bulls of this generation. People want to play for them, like the Lakers and whatnot. Like you said, they can, they're always the candidate to get those buyout guys. So always an opportunity there. But they have the they still have a chance to trade for KD. They've been real quiet about that, so that can always happen. And yeah, they they own their picks. They're they're pretty comfortable right now where they can make a trade. They're playing up with house money. Worst comes to worst, they lose this year. What happens? They just want to chip last year, you know? Exactly, so, exactly. And as long as you have Steph Curry on your team, like, I feel like Steph is going to age gracefully. Like, the type of shooter he is, like, I, I just don't see a world where you, you're always going to have to guard Steph Curry. Like, even if it's the PTSD, like, you're going to have to guard up on, on Steph, you know? And Draymond, like, I know this is the last of him making money. I'm sure he's going to stay on that team through veterans minimums, through all that, coaching, whatever it may be. And... Say what you I mean, want. If he doesn't become on. LeBron's publicist first, you know what I mean? I, I can see that early retirement. Clutch, 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 clutch publicist. You know what I mean, Just. I mean, again, like as long as you have Draymond on your team, you have that IQ, that engine. Like you saw how they did with Wiggins. We didn't even mention Wiggins' name yet. And oh. like, you know, Jordan Poole, like they still have a roster on their hands. And like we saw the way Andrew Wiggins played as one of the best two-way players. Like it's it's crazy for it to come out of my mouth because I was roasting him as an all-star starter. But everybody was, bro. <laughs> you know, one of the best two-way players like in the in the playoffs. So I, I really do see them having a chance to knock on the door to make another run, but I don't I wouldn't consider them the favorite, maybe one of the contenders, but yeah, you just can't count them out, especially after this last year. You you get a good clay year, you know, maybe clay gets inspired by this ring, and you see, like, even if we get like 60, 75% of clay, man, that's better than most players in the league. So I was gonna lead to my my question. Like, like you mentioned Dre, you just mentioned Clay. I'm like, of those two, you're gonna be going to the next season. Who is more important? to like like going into next season and like defending the championship who's going to be more important to the, them defending the ring you know what i mean like let's say either you have two paths either clay falls off or dre falls off if you're golden state which path would you rather take and you need must pick one of these paths you know what i mean which basically is my way of saying like who's more important to their repeating chances next next season basically so i mean it depends on what angle you're looking at it uh, through like if you're talking about like performance like actual performance drop off i would say clay is much more important like you don't want clay's performance to drop off you want because like clay like he's great but he's not like i wouldn't consider him like a bench guy like i wouldn't really Mm. like i'm sure he's helpful on the bench but he's not like draymond you know what i mean like draymond even if he can't contribute on the court the stuff you can do off court like you can live with draymond not playing minutes but helping people uh, on the side but performance wise you're gonna need clay but i thought you were gonna go somewhere else with this question so i'll ask you like what do you think like in terms of trade in, in, in terms of trading who would you rather be willing to to give up clay or Dre? It's interesting you asked that just because like I was almost gonna I mean I was gonna push back, but like I'm more I'd be more inclined to give up clay. Right. And my thinking there and to kind of answer my own question and kind of push back a little bit is like I think if only one if if both of these two are facing a fall off and Golden State could only pick one person that they can afford to like you know become a scrub, right? I think they would much rather prefer clay falling off because Draymond right. is just literally not just the heart and soul like we refer to like Marcus Smart but like he's the backbone of their defense and like yeah offensively he's a bum now but but and, I mean he the, still contributes man offensively yeah, he's yeah. still like I mean but his his bread and butter is like the defense and passing right? right right and like we saw in the finals where like half the series he played like ass but then like yo it was like last two three games of the finals it was like looking it was like you squint you're like damn that's fucking 2016 Draymond bro like he's legit like a defensive savant right and I feel like as long as 
your roster building itself, building yourself around Steph Curry, who's an offensive maestro, but not really that on the defensive end. You need like that backbone to like keep it sturdy. You know what I mean? So to speak. And I almost feel like the youngins they got, like Poole, we already saw him coming out, like have a coming out party last season, a pool party. I mean, that, that's already mad old and tired, but regardless, that happened. Uh, Wiggins, like you called out, he's he finally started caring. You know what I mean? I think those guys could provide like the offensive spark that they Make may up for lose Clay if Clay falls off, right? But that's not to say I'm predicting either one of them fall off. I do actually think Clay started looking better in the finals, especially defensively. You know what I mean? Like he was. He was uh, probably like their best matchup against Jalen Brown when he was cooking, right? And I feel like another year removed from all these injuries he had, I think that jump shot will come back. I just don't see him kind of reaching those dynamic heights that he had previously right. before all these injuries, right? Maybe he'll have a hot shooting night like in February against like Sacramento or some shit, but I don't see like game six clay against OKC happening. I was praying for it this this finals and Golden State still won, but we didn't see he that. He had that right? one game, right? He had that one game against, I think... Not the Mavs. I, I mean, that, that tells you like how far Clay has fall, right? Yeah, like, when yeah. you say Game Six, Clay, you're thinking about like, yo, what he did to OKC right, right, <laughs> to save right. their fucking asses. You know what I mean? That that year before Killed they got out, KD, right. right? But like now, it's just like, I guess Clay got a cool headband. You know what I mean? He, he seems like a cool guy. That's like these are the best <laughs> well, moments. Jack that come Moody to mind from right uh, Semi Pro, he looked like uh... <laughs> facts. You know what I mean? Maybe that's that's what the look he's going for. But yeah, I mean, I, I also think like. Let's say I, I think you're more likely in this kind of situation of like who you would give up. You're more likely to kind of get, let's say, the offensive replacement from Poole, Wiggins or whatever than you are to get defensive replacement from Kuminga and Wiseman. You know what I mean? So if you were to replace Dre. So that's just my take. And yeah, I just think they're going to run the West again, bro. Like I think they're hungry and like they 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 fucking talking this shit now. And like a lot of people pissed off with Draymond. I think his LeBron like propaganda is just shameless, but Motherfucker called the finals the Warriors Invitational. That is top tier shit talk. That like you know what I mean. We have to go to bed Raymond knowing that WWE shit talk. That's like, what I mean. But, but we like... have to go to bed every night knowing we will never have a moment of shit talk that nice in our lives. But Draymond did. <laughs> he won a ring. He went up there. Yo, welcome back to the Warriors Invitational. I was like, God damn it, that is fire. I think I think Draymond makes up for like besides Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan's on like a, a tier of his own. But like Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, the rest of the roster, he talks as much as shit as the rest of that Bulls roster. Like exactly, yeah, it's yeah. rubbing off on Steph, man. Steph got the ring shit going on. He's doing the dances, roasted or roasting thing. You know what yeah, I mean? he's roasting. <laughs> uh, what's his face? Uh, Grant Williams at the SPs. Like, bro, chill. Like. Yeah, no, bro. I kind of respect. Hell, man. Like, <laughs> I, I do kind of think it's corny, especially going after Grant Williams. But part of me is like, yo, Steph is so humble for so long. Man, do what you want, Steph. Right, it's, right. It's your, it's your moment, man. Four rings, come on, man. Do right, and I, we was joking, like, yo, Draymond talks so much shit because he knows Steph won't, so he's got to talk shit for two people. You know what I mean? But now I feel like Steph's like, right, I've been waiting my time. I got my fourth ring. You know what I mean? Finals MVP. Right, got that Finals MVP. I'll talk as much shit as I want. You know what I mean? Hell so yeah. like, hell yeah. Well earned, well deserved, man. These Hell guys, yeah, bro. They, they stayed patient through those those two years. I know it's only two years, but they stayed patient through that clay those those clay injury years, and they made it work, man. They made it work. Yeah, it's wow. it looks impressive that like you know KD left and everyone was saying. I I personally think the NBA landscape was saying that KD would win a ring again before Golden State won a Most ring. Most definitely, again. that was a common like thought, bro. Like especially as soon as they got Harden, they're like, okay, yeah, who's gonna stop them? You know what I mean? That themselves, so you know. Um, <laughs> I think next week we're gonna talk about, I guess, 
So I think the idea we had was just like we have the playoff bracket. We work inside out. So we did the conference finalists today. Next week, we're going to go down to the semifinalists or semi-conference finals, whatever the fuck the NBA uses. Basically, the other the other two seeds from the top four, possibly yeah, the yeah. other. So basically, the, the teams that are going to round out the playoffs, like four, exactly. five, six. But um, yeah, just looking at these top four conference teams, it almost feels like aside from Dallas, not much change has happened with the tippy top of the league. But right. you know, that's why we're playing the waiting game. Try to see where KD goes. But um, yeah, I mean, man, that's... Preview, I, I really do think the Clippers could take that Dallas position Ooh. if they have a full year of... PG and Kawhi healthy. John Wall's on that team. Like soon to come, soon to come. We'll talk about Clippers because I'm the designated Kawhi stand of the Nick issue. I mean, you're a little more, a little bit more newer, but like I'm the stand here. You know what I mean? So I will give I Kawhi his flowers Kawhi. Kawhi. <laughs> next week. Definitely. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think that covers us for today. Mo in here, like I said. Um, so I'm just have to close it out as smoothly as he usually does. But uh, give us that five star review. You know what I mean? On Spotify, Apple. Um, you're check signing out, something. Check out, <laughs> check out Omar's article again on the review. Yeah, with, check, uh, check out. Yeah, check out Omar's article. Garden. That's uh, by the way, one of Barack Obama's books on his summer reading list. So make sure you check out Omar's review on that. Yes, Fantastic sir. Fantastic review, yes, sir. And again, a Spike Lee produced uh, documentary, right? So yo, good things happen too. to dope people, right? So Chris Herring deserves all his flowers and fire book, right? Um, Spike Lee, I'll leave my email for an interview for the for the documentary. Don't Spike worry. Lee, I'll block your email just because of the Brooklyn <laughs> shit last year. Um, and yeah, we're just waiting for the Donnie trade, and yeah, cop your Nicky Shapiro. Just do that. Do me one favor, just real quick. Just cop the Nicky Shapiro. With that being said, peace. Peace. Enjoy your guys' weekend.